Welcome everyone to another episode of Soul Flow Podcast. I'm running solo again. Um, I think it's just going to be the norm, but that's okay. No, it's not. I don't like being alone. I want. You know what? I'm going to start interviewing people. So get ready. Um, <clears throat> so today I want to talk about the law of attraction. Um, I think I did an episode about this some other year, uh, but I wanted to maybe update my current perspective on the law of attraction and see if it's changed or whatnot. Um, pop-ups on the computer. So yeah, why I love, so law of attraction was one of the first things I think I was introduced to spiritually. Um, meditation was the very first, um, and then just reading books, uh, I think two of the first books I read that were spiritual were The Power of Now and then The Secret. So The Secret obviously talks about the law of attraction. Um, there's, And then and throughout my spiritual journey, there have been different packages of the law of attraction, I guess you could say. Way that it was packed up without calling it law of attraction, but it sounds the same, right? Just because you don't call it one thing doesn't mean it isn't just like we package up God in so many different ways. So that's cool. It's different ways to look at it. So one of the things that um, intrigues me about the law of attraction that I love is that you can't disprove it. I mean, it's, and I don't know, maybe there's like a paradox name, not paradox, but maybe something like a paradox. It's, Maybe there's a word for it, but so basically the law of attraction just means that whatever you think you create. So if you believe in the law of attraction, then everything you're thinking about, you're creating. But if you don't believe in the law of attraction, guess what happens? You find proof that it doesn't exist, which means you, so you attract, right? So you attract what you want what you desire. Um, now this is just surface level. I'll get deeper. Don't worry. It's not that simple. It's not like, Oh, I just got to think about a Lamborghini and then it'll be my driveway. No, not quite. Not quite. Although that'd be really cool. I'm going to go check my window in a second, but no. So if you believe in something, you attract confirmation of that belief. If you don't believe in something, you attract confirmation that it doesn't exist which means it worked so you're attracting proof that the law of attraction doesn't work which means it actually works mind blown right right so with that being said it's got to be real so it's I mean, there's so many ways to look at this. I'm trying to sum it up or not sum it up, but I'm trying to order it. But whatever, we're just going to go through it because I don't do order. Order sucks in my reality. The law of attraction is the, the way I look at this is everything in your current reality. Everything that you see in front of you, everything that you know to be true is something that you've created or you co-created, right? Because 
you have to have respect for the other creators in this reality. Um, but it's why we're going to dig in the carpet right now, buddy. It's why you can, you can live in a world where some see it as a completely different world than you. It's because you're both retract, you're both attracting different realities in this same space. Um, it's also why some of most of the people that are involved in this other reality that they're attracting, if it's different than yours, it's probably why you're not close to them because your realities can't mesh. It's why there's resistance between you. So anyways, we create everything with our thoughts, but it's not just our conscious thoughts. And actually, our conscious thoughts are actually the weaker thoughts that don't create as much or as powerful as our subconscious. So we create our realities. We create the pain and suffering that we go through. Um, I think one of the hardest things for people to really grasp on this is when bad things happen to them. They'll say something like, so you're telling me that I wanted this bad thing to happen to me? Not necessarily, because that's not the way the law of attraction works. It's not specific all the time. Just like if the, the, the way that money comes into me, um, it comes to me in many shapes, with many forms, many different ways. And that's because I'm just attracting money. I'm not attracting where it comes from or how it comes so when you're in an abusive relationship the reason you're in it is because there's something that you attracted about it and it's not the abuse that you attracted it's something you wanted to learn and i know i know this can be hard especially for things like that right so what did you attract? Maybe you weren't standing up for yourself. Maybe you weren't using your voice when things happen to you. So the universe gives you opportunities to do that because that's what you're attracting. You want to use your voice. Your subconscious is tired of being abused and being silenced and not being able to stand up for itself. And so it's attracting opportunities to do that. Usually... And this is where this is where I think meditation and energy work and being present is so important. When you're when you're more present in your everyday, when you're more aware of your emotions, of your energy, when you're more in tune with that, those opportunities are so simple in the beginning. It could be something as simple as just saying hi to the cashier. Right. Like because we're, we're still going with the using your voice and speaking up. Right. It could be something so simple as that. Right. Like you had an opportunity to have a little conversation with somebody, but you didn't do it. And then, so the next thing is, is maybe at work something happened and you should have stood up for yourself, but you didn't want to argue with your boss. So you didn't do it. And then at home, maybe or maybe one of your parents, you know, you is telling you things. And instead of standing up for yourself, you don't do it. But you want to. It's in you. You're trying to attract it. And these opportunities keep coming. And the more you don't take advantage of those opportunities to do what you're supposed to do, what you want to do, what you asked to do subconsciously, 
it gets harder in the fact that it's it's going to put you in even more stressful, painful situations until you finally do it, until you break, until you get to the point where you're so tired of not speaking up for yourself that you do. And then it stops. It's it's just that I I don't want to make it seem like it's just that simple. Is it that simple to get out of an abusive relationship? I don't know. But I know staying in one isn't ever going to do anything but bring you more pain and suffering. So but that's just one example. But that's life. That's everything. That's that's what this is. You're going to see opportunities every single thing that you want in your life if you pay attention to your surroundings you'll see those opportunities but one of the things that i'm learning more and more and it's it's something that i've i'm kind of remembering again is that you have to have fun there has to be joy that's that's when that's when the magic really happens when you're when you're being so serious and taking life serious and thinking you need to do this 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 and this to get there you're you're so f- hyper focused on the plan or the the steps that you think you need to take that you're probably missing you're not looking up for the opportunity that you didn't even have to take all those steps maybe there was an Maybe there was an express elevator that could have got you up there quicker. Maybe there's an escalator on the other side of the building. You could have just rode it. You didn't no effort. But you were so focused on taking this route that you missed those opportunities. I'll give you an example. So I play poker. I'm actually pretty good at it, but my 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 view on money um i feel currently and i'm i'm justifying this because i think i could be a professional poker player i'm not even joking um even the people i play with probably would be like uh, i don't know if you're that good jason but i think i could um it's a very stressful career to be in because there's going to be ups and downs you're not going to win every time the greatest poker players out there don't win every single time hell that's i think that's why a lot of the more popular ones have found ways to make income outside of poker right they they have their own poker websites they have their own their own clothing lines and other things that bring their income in so that they can probably rely on that to live their lives and then go play poker with other money that they don't have to worry about. But anyways, I've known for a long time that I play my best poker when I am myself. Not when I'm sitting at a poker table, quiet and serious, trying to figure everyone out and staring them down as they make their bets or call my bets or look at their cards and all that, blah, blah, blah. No, I play my best when I'm just having fun, talking to friends, joking around, um, being goofy, being a smartass. That's when I play my best poker. And I've noticed, um, even when I'm in poker tournaments, it gets to a point where like we'll like condense to one table. And then the second that happens, it's like my mentality changes where it's like, oh, now we're getting close to the end. Now we need to be serious. And then the next thing you know, I lose. 
and maybe it was just bad cards, but it always happens that way. But when I get to the final table and I'm still goofing around and I'm still having fun, even when I don't have a lot of chips, something happens. It's like, I don't know. When when you're in that place of fun and joy and happiness, your intuition is just on point and you're just guided in the right directions and you make the right wrong decisions and you... You know, I may I I make decisions that I probably wouldn't have, shouldn't have made coming from a logical stance in poker, but yet it worked out because that's how poker is. Even the best hand can lose and even the worst hand can win. That's why I love it so much. So but I find that, but that's everything in life, right? Every single situation that I put myself in, if I'm having fun, if I'm enjoying it, like it's it's just good and everything works out. But if I'm taking it seriously, if I'm, if I'm, you know what, maybe it's more about putting significance on something, putting an importance on it. Um, the significance that I put on playing poker was um, having fun with people that I like or, or even getting to know new people. That's the significance that I get out of poker. That's what I pay for. Um so yeah, you really just have to get into a state of joy and obviously gratitude, gratitude, being grateful. So here's another example. I was, as I'm driving to the poker place, um, I had a craving. I wanted, I wanted a Frosty from Wendy's and I had some extra time to kill. I didn't want to get there too early because I was going to be like 30 minutes early. I feel like I hate getting to places that early. Um, only because I hate when people show up to my house that early. So it's annoying to me. So I wouldn't want to do something that I would want someone doing to me, right? Do to others as you do to yourself, as, as you want done to yourself. Yeah. So, and I don't know the area that well. So I'm like trying to safely check my GPS, to see if there's a Wendy's, it's not working, whatever. So I'm like, that's fine. I'll just drive. And if I see one, cool. So I'm driving, and then finally I get to the point where I was like, you know what? I don't need Wendy's right now. I think I'm going to chill. I'm just going to take my time, get there a little slower. Maybe I'll just sit in the parking lot, whatever. Um, and right as I say that, I look up, and in the distance, what do I see? I see a Wendy's. And I was just like, damn, I don't want to go anymore, though. But you know what I did? I still said thank you. I was just like, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for thank you for being there because I asked for you and you are here. Even though I changed my mind and decided that I'm not going to go there. It's still nice to know that the things that I ask for are there for me. Even when I change my mind, the opportunity is still there. So every single opportunity that you ever wanted in your life, it's still there. It's there waiting for you. If you want it, and if not, it's okay. That's the way it is. So every single, and to me, like, that kind of goes off of, like, in life, I think the things that we go through throughout our entire lives prepare us for the next step. Everything that you've gone through in your life up to this point is has prepared you for what's to come next or what you want to come next. You're ready for it. And so that's why all those opportunities are lined up. I 
started my first business when I was 13 years old. I mowed like six lawns. Um, it was great, man. You know, talk about some good summer money um, at 13 years old. Man, I think I've talked about this before. I was making like, I, mean, I was making five, six hundred dollars a month at 13 years old, tax free. Just, I mean, buying candy for people at school, like sharing that abundance. Um, so then fast forward, then like I got older, I wanted to sell jerseys online. I tried selling um, electronics and computer parts online. I started a t-shirt business. I always wanted to run a business, right? So I, I, I put it out there, right? That opportunity was always there because I asked for it. I just had to find the one that actually aligned with what I truly wanted. I kept trying to gravitate to things that were going to make me money. But that's not necessarily what I really wanted. I wanted a business. I wanted to I wanted to I wanted to run something that I could be proud of. Um, not to say that I couldn't be proud of a t-shirt business. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't done with the right intentions, to be honest with you. I thought I could I, I thought I could make money doing it. That's really what it came down to. I was like, ooh, this is a great idea. These are funny t-shirts. People are always wearing funny college humor t-shirts. And I can make a lot of money doing this. Cool. I'm going to tap into this market. I'll get rich. That was my intention. It had nothing to do with creating something that was going to be beneficial for me and, you know, my growth and others. Then we got a yoga studio. And I was finally a business owner and I was so happy. And that's it. (laughs) <laughs> that's it uh, but it, but the opportunity was always there I just had to find something that lined up with what my true intentions were and find that opportunity but that's how the law of attraction works it's it's asking for what you need and getting it um, it's but but it's also realizing that you have always had it. It's always there. You are always creating it. Um, if you if you kind of tap into, I'm kind of all over the place, but this is the way things go in my head. The the, the external, the things you see, the things that are projected in front of you in, with your eyes. It's all coming from within everything everything as as within as as above so below as within so without right so this is this is where like to me with the law of attraction the thing that i think they don't teach you enough is that or or manifestation people always want to manifest things right oh i'm gonna manifest this life and i'm gonna manifest this you already are you're doing nothing but manifesting every single day, every single moment. Every single moment that you're experiencing life is a manifestation that you co-created, that you had a part of creating. 
And the more that you can realize that you actually are a part of the creation, whether you actually were physically involved in any of the steps of creating and things in front of you doesn't matter. You still co-created it. You still have thoughts. You still have ideas. Those ideas are put out there. And if enough of them are right, every single invention that you've ever thought was needed to be made, you're not the only one after you may have been the first one to make that thought. Maybe it's possible. We're not going to go into like the whole consciousness and thoughts. This is just law of attraction. So that thought was there. But if you're not capable of it, then maybe that idea will go to someone that is capable and then it's created. So thinking about technologies that can can make life easier, make life more affordable. If those are the kind of thoughts that you're going to start having, then that's the reality you're going to bring forth. And that's why. We need to realize how powerful our thoughts and our manifestation is, because if we all are sitting around and thinking that the world's going to shit, the government's taking over and blah, blah, blah. Take this. We have no freedoms. If we keep thinking that, then that's the reality we're creating. That's the manifestations that we're putting out there. That's why TV, radio, all media propaganda it's so important what you're consuming, what you're digesting. It's not about being ignorant and oblivious to the things. It's about having an awareness of it. When you go to the movies, right, right before the movie starts, right, you see, you get to see cool previews. You'll see previews for the new movies coming out. And then what happens right after, right in between the previews and the movie starting? They play a little ad. With popcorn and soda, you hear sounds, you hear the soda pouring, right? You see people eating popcorn. Why is that? Because when you visually see certain things, it creates certain thoughts and emotions. That advertisement can literally make you start salivating, make make you hungry. Maybe you're not even hungry, but now you've seen this and now it's 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 forcing you, forcing you literally, because it's, it's taking over your thoughts. So if just an ad like that can make you thirsty and hungry, what do you think watching the news every day telling you that this side is ruining your life, that side's taking everything from you? What do you think that does? What do you think that manifests into your life? That's how that happens. So that's why for me, I don't attach myself to any negative stories, any, any, any situation, any theories, any stories that promote fear. I'm not buying. I'm not adopting. I'm not saying it can't happen. Um, the food shortage that a lot of people have been talking about for like a year now, right? They're going to cut our food off and maybe they've been working on it for a year and maybe it's actually going to happen. Um, I have a good friend. He cares for me. I appreciate him. Um, you know, he messaged me and was like, Hey, you know, stock up, get like three weeks worth of food. You know, there's, there's going to be a food shortage. You know what my response was? I could use a fast. I'm not afraid. I'm not going to stock up in Fear of not having enough food because that's all it is. You cannot twist that theory without attaching fear on it. Can't convince me of it. Maybe you can, but you can't. 
any way you look at it, you think that someone or something is planning to take something away from you to force you to do something. And in the in the meantime, you're fattening someone's pockets. It's not like you're going and stocking up food from the farmers markets and poor people or pe- you know not poor people but mom and pop shops. That's not where most people are stocking up. You're going to Costco, you're going to Sam's Club, right? You're buying in bulk. You're going to Walmart. You're going to Target. That's that's where you're going. You're going to give money back to the people that are putting the fear in you in the first place. So who's winning? If they really wanted to starve us, you can't stop it. <laughs> they could cut our water off. How much water can you really stock up? I mean, sure, some people have the capabilities and the capacity to do that, but most people don't. So even if you do stock up, depending on how compassionate and loving of a person you are, how long is that food going to last everybody that you care about? Everybody that wasn't able to buy an extra three weeks worth of groceries because they live paycheck to paycheck. It's all fear. And that fear creates a certain reality. So, law of attraction. That's why being aware, this, these thoughts, these ideas, the words that are coming out of my mouth, every single person that's listening to this, you co-created this. You were a part of it. You, you are, <clears throat> my words are inspired by the people that need to hear it. And my higher self knows who's going to listen to this episode and therefore allowed me to speak in a certain way for you. You did this. We did this. And that's why I know that what I'm doing is helping somebody because if anything, it's helping myself. And in the process, I'd like to share, which I've said several times, I'd like to share in that process because I think that there are people out there that are aligned with what I'm going through currently and that my words can help them in some way, shape, or form. And maybe these words won't be heard by someone for 10 years and 10 years later, they'll listen to this and it'll be exactly what they needed to hear. So the more I put out there that has an opportunity for growth, then the more opportunities we have to grow, to learn, to to try to, I mean, isn't that what we're all doing as humans? We're trying to understand. And then you just get to the point where the only thing you understand is that there's really nothing to understand. Just live. Don't analyze life. You You can't have fun analyzing life unless you actually enjoy analyzing things. So, go out there and create um hopefully i can give some more tips on how to actually manifest things in the future um i i find at least you know within the last couple of years that it brings me more joy to be vague and let my let my higher self let the universe be creative in the opportunities that are manifested if I wanted a certain job, I could just, I could manifest that. But wouldn't it be more fun to just have an idea of what I'd like to do and then see what opportunities come to me instead of being so specific? You know, if you want to be a manager at a certain place or job or company, that's cool. 
but maybe that's not what you need you know so listen to yourself and and sometimes this happens when you're at your worst right when you're at your when you're at your worst when things are bad that's when you need to ask yourself what do you really want to do and i'll give you the best example i still love telling this story so my wife was in dental hygiene in the process of getting into dental hygiene she's worked for dental's offices for years and years and years like 15 years at that time and she wanted to become a dental hygienist um she had attempted before when she was a little younger you know we're older now this this would be a great opportunity to bring in more income we were kind of struggling financially like we were we were just barely making it even though we were both working full-time so dental hygienists make a lot more than what she was making, so it would have been a nice bump, right? And it was in a field that she enjoyed, although it did stress her out. I could see that, right? Like, the work stressed her out sometimes. It's not that she hated it all the time. Um, it was just kind of stressful. So I was in this state where, you know, I was meditating a little bit. I wasn't really, I was nowhere in my spiritual growth that I am now, obviously, Um but I mean, this was only like five, six years ago, but I knew that that wasn't what she was meant to do. It just felt like I'm like, she's meant for more than that. There's there's something that she's supposed to be doing that's not this. But I knew I couldn't tell her that. I knew if anything, she would just be resistant to that and didn't even try harder. And I also knew that it wasn't up to me to tell somebody, especially my wife, what she should or shouldn't do and pursue. So I did what a good husband would do, and I supported her through it all. Supported her. I had her back. I helped her study. We made note cards. I read note cards out to her. Like, everything. She did everything right. She got. She even went, retook a couple classes to up her grades. Um, she was the ideal candidate she had more experience. Like she had 10 plus years of dental experience already, which most people didn't even, weren't even out of high school for 10 years. So she had everything. Um, any person that is in the dental hygiene field that has gone through the process, if, if I listed off everything that she had, you'd probably be like, yeah, you're, you're pretty much guaranteed. And then she got the letter of denial and she was upset. And I was, I was upset because I did not want to see her upset. Um, But there was a part of me that kind of smiled because I knew she was meant for more. And it wasn't, and, and, you know, this wasn't an, I told you so moment because I didn't tell her anything. I knew she needed to go through this process and I knew she needed to see it for herself. And if she got in, then that would have been great too. And maybe I was wrong and that's, you know, that's what it would have been. And so, you know, through her frustration and everything in that moment, I asked her, I was like, well, you know, you can't apply for a while. And I'm like, so if you, if you could pursue something else, what would it be? And she said, I've always wanted to teach yoga. And I'm like, then let's do that. I'm like, let's go through that. And then once you're done with that, then you can go back to dental hygiene. You can apply again next year. Right? Like, let's do that. Now we have a yoga studio. 
Am I taking credit for that though? No, because she had to do it. She still had to go through teacher training and then she had to decide that she wanted to start a yoga studio. I didn't make those decisions. I didn't put those ideas in her head because I didn't know. I just knew the path that she was on wasn't exactly what she wanted, but she thought it was, right? So so know that sometimes like you think you know what you want, but maybe it's not exactly what it is, right? And, wh- and so like what I mean by that, like when you when you think to yourself, I want financial abundance, right? Does that necessarily mean that you want a very high paying job? Not necessarily. That doesn't mean that that's the outcome that's necessary in order for you to get what you want. So I'm going to end with this part with the law of attraction intention. It really comes down to the power of your intention. And that's been such a powerful thing in a lot of things your intention when you go into a meditation your intention when you work with plant medicine your intention when you're meeting with somebody that's what creates the results it's the intention that's that's the subconscious what's the intention what's the intentional outcome of the event that you're asking for And is it actually going to bring it? Because if it's not, then you don't get it. You'll get what your intention needs. Trying to think of an example. So if my intention is to help as many people as possible, and I think that I need to become a psychiatrist because of that, but that's not going to bring the best results for me, because my higher self knows that my abilities are better used in a different capacity, then it's going to um, it's going to show me along this journey what exactly I am good at, and it's going to show me my strengths. Yeah, God, I feel like I could talk about this shit forever. So. I hope that made sense. I hope you got something out of this. Um, we create our reality. I'm gonna sum. I'm gonna try to sum it up real quick. We create our realities. Our subconsciousness creates our realities. If we've been through life and always taken advantage of, and we always think that every person's taken advantage of us, then we're going to see signs of that. If we think that people don't appreciate what we do is something that I'm realizing that I still kind of do, then we're going to see that. And I've seen it. I've I've seen, and and it's so weird because it's not people just outright telling me they don't appreciate me. It's just them saying different things that make me feel as if they don't appreciate me, which isn't necessarily true. They probably do appreciate me, but that's the scenario that I'm attracting because that's the scenario that I believe in. I believe that people just want to take advantage of me and, you know, will will take advantage of my niceness and my kindness and my gratuity and help and and then I see that. So be aware of that. Start becoming aware of it. Look at your look at your life. 
and look at the things that you're going through that you don't like, that you don't prefer, and then ask yourself, why would this happen? What what in my past, what what is what is stuck in my beliefs that is continually attracting these types of people, these types of scenarios, these types of jobs, these types of relationships, this lack of opportunity. Positive affirmations are great. The one that I always use is everything always works out for me. Everything always works out for me. And it always does. I'm still here. So, all right, guys, I love you. I appreciate you. I will probably do a part two if I get enough views on this. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, beautiful day. I hope you would. Well, I know that you're going to attract everything that you want and need in your life because that's all you can do. I hope you are able to find some awareness in that and maybe take back the control of consciously doing it instead of allowing others to take over, to take space, to hold space in your mind to prevent you from creating the life that you deserve. I love you guys. Peace.